0: Elliot Fishman, and welcome to our latest podcast. Again, people complain I'm not doing enough podcasts, so uh, this one's going to be on CME, and, uh, the que- and the title was CME, where have all the registrants go? And, and uh, we all know that the economy is tighter than ever, and hospitals are having more and more issues, and one of the areas that have been cut has been funding for CME. Typically, radiologists, technologists, administrators go to CME courses off-site and the bills are picked up by the hospital. All of us typically have some sort of account where we get a certain amount of money for travel. Well, Most of you know and have heard stories from other places where some places have eliminated this travel stipend, others have decreased it, uh, and it's getting more and more difficult for people to go to meetings. and. What I've noticed, no great surprise, meetings small and large are all suffering. So, for example, I went to the American Heart about a month ago, and their attendance was reported to be down by more than 20%. That's amazing. The RSNA reports the attendance to be about the same, but one would have to admit that if you were at the RSNA, it definitely seemed like smaller crowds. The lines weren't there for taxis, and they weren't there for cabs and there weren't there for buses, and there weren't crowded restaurants, and there were hotel rooms everywhere all the time. Maybe the attendance was the same, but maybe people stayed less days. Things have gone down. I speak at a lot of CME meetings, and meetings I've spoken at that have been around for 20 or 25 years even have attendance that is down 30 to 50%. You notice at home you used to get brochures literally every day for meetings, now the brochures are few and far in between. I would guesstimate that more than half the meetings are not occurring. This was in great part that there were too many meetings and a lot of them survived not on attendance and registration fees but on corporate sponsorships. Well, guess what, the GEs and Siemens and Toshibas and Philips of the world have basically suffered as well and they're using about 90% less dollars to support CME. And so meeting expenses continue to go up, hotel expenses and food and beverage and all the things we speak about in meetings have gone up. So, and the amount we can charge for CME credits really has remained stable. At Hopkins, our course, for example, 26th year, it's 200 bucks more now than it was 26 years ago. So obviously CME uh, has not kept up with the numbers. In saying that, it's very problematic for courses to go on. You can't afford to lose money. Uh, um, no medical institution is a charitable institution. You really can't afford to have CME, which is why uh, this year, 2009, 2010, my guesstimate is that there are less than half the courses there were before. Now, those of us who have had courses that have done well or reasonably well in the past and have continued to do well, you know, at least think, perhaps, if there's less meetings, and there's less attendees, things will kind of even out, and people will do well, but um, the meetings I've gone to, things are really, really skimpy. Now, I I can't complain, the Hopkins course last February did really well, and this year we'll be back in Orlando in February for our 27th meeting, I guess, or 26th meeting, and uh, hopefully people will attend. Now it's important, our attendance looks about right, it's a little bit behind, and I know these days, because of finances, people are making decisions later and later. But here's what I'm telling you. The money we make, the little bit we do make for our CME courses at Hopkins, is what supports CT as Us. So if you want CT as Us to be free, which everybody wants, all 75,000 of you, I recommend you come to our CME courses. Now, our CME courses are the best courses, I think. If you look at February, Stefan Achenbach, top guy in cardiac CT, RipWave, Chest. Um, on and on and on, the people we have speaking, Mike McCary, GI, Colin, uh, just leaders, You Curtain, Head and Neck Imaging, and I know I've left somebody out, plus the Hopkins people, Karen Horton, myself, Stan Siegelman. So our courses are always been top rated. So what I'm saying to you is, if you're looking for a course, save up your money. The prices are down at Disney, airfares are down. We're going to have a great meeting, and we'd like to see you there. And we'll be doing another meeting sort of advanced topics and a little more 3D in uh, April 15 to 18 in Las Vegas at Caesar's Palace. And you can stay at Caesar's Palace. What well, was 3 59 a night two years ago it was now 159 a night. And airfares are down, and uh, you're going to have a great time. So hopefully, you will choose our CME courses. Um, so I guess this could be a non paid. Uh, political endorsement of our courses, but in all serious, uh, it's interesting and uh, it's going to be a challenge what happens with CME. Uh, if there's no funding, there will be no CME. You know, you can get CME on the web these days, or you can get it uh, through the mail, on disc and the like, but I think radiologists and most physicians have always liked the away courses. It's easier to focus, you mix business with pleasure and you get to meet a lot of other people and so there's a certain energy sitting in your room your office uh, anywhere just listening to a disk is good and that's how CT is us right you listen to us on your car on your uh, iPod or you or you, look, you read us online but I think you really need that hands-on experience as well so hopefully we'll see you at our courses um, now what else can I tell you oh so I'm being encouraged to tell you the one joke I know that, that doesn't insult anybody and uh, I'll just end this uh, podcast with this uh, joke that uh, Matt Finkelstein from Saturday Night Live told me. So this guy was given a present which was a parrot and this parrot was really nasty. All it do was curse and say foul things and be really really rude and the owner thought well maybe the parrot had a bad upbringing and he would treat the parrot nicely played soft music read to the parrot, you know, poetry, spoke to the parrot nicely, but the parrot still was rude and crude and abusive. So one day the guy got so mad, he grabbed the parrot out of the cage, opened the freezer, threw the parrot in the freezer, and lo- closed the freezer. And for a couple of minutes, he heard the, the parrot kind of roaming around the freezer, banging around, making noise. Then there was absolute dead silence. So the guy said, oh my God, maybe I killed the parrot. So he opened the freezer, And the parrot walked out onto his hand and said, Sir, I'd like to apologize for my rude and crude behavior. I'd like to apologize for all the heartbreak I've given you. I'd like to apologize for my nasty behavior. And I promise from this day forward, I'll be the world's best parrot. I'll be nice. I'll be proper. I'll be the best parrot anybody can have. And the guy goes, That's great. Uh, Glad to hear that. The parrot said, Can I just ask you one question? And the guy said, Sure. He goes, Tell me now, what did that turkey do? Okay, if we had a laugh track, you'll we'll hear a laugh track. If not, it'll be Thanksgiving a little bit late, and uh, see you next time. Bye bye.